Hi, I'm Luann Botta, and I'm Marianne Crum. You know, lots of things may be in short supply these days, but hope doesn't have to be one of them. Join us for the next 30 minutes or so, and we'll remind you how you can live with unquenchable hope. Hi, everybody. I am happy to report that Luann is back. (laughs) (laughs) I know you're happy to hear that, too. Listening to me by myself for 30 minutes was pure tea torture (laughs) in the editing department. But no, I snagged her between her various (laughs) exciting trips that she's got planned. Just to begin with today, I was sitting there yesterday morning and I felt this heaviness Hmm. about what's going on in the world and in the economy and just everything. I don't know. There seems like it's building up to some kind of a precipice. Yes, it does. No, it does. Yeah. I don't know. Like we're in an instant pot. (laughs) You know, if somebody hit the valve, Uh. all the steam would come out. The Holy Spirit really impressed on me that the reason was I had not been putting my armor on, my spiritual oh. armor. So I picked up Luann's book that she has written, and we, we've done some podcasts on this. So if you missed those podcasts, I encourage you to go back and listen to the ones on spiritual warfare. But the name of Luann's book is Spiritual Warfare and the Armor of God. Mm -hmm. So I opened up to the the back where she had the different pieces of armor, right, in the scriptures. And I just prayed through those scriptures. That's awesome. I know. It was like medicine (laughs) for my soul. And I just want to encourage you all with this being the Christmas season. And she didn't ask me to do this, and it really wasn't planned. This is a great book to get for yourself, but also to buy some Mm -hmm. for family members. I know that there are people who've ordered this book who are using it just yes. the way I used it yesterday. No, it's kind of neat that you're saying that. I, I'm grateful for that. It's all God. That entire mm-hmm. book was the Lord. That was just how he taught me, and he just downloaded it. That is all him. Right. And I remember the warfare when you were writing it. Oh, yeah, it was awesome. And yeah, which usually <laughs> is a good sign yes. that you're on the right track, but yes. it wasn't easy. No, I set I, it down for a while. I'm like, I'm not doing this. Yeah. I, I can't handle the stress. It's one of those books that it's not like once and done. It's right. not one that you just read it and stick it back on your shelf. Because yeah. I used it yesterday, and I'm, I'm going to continue to use it to remind myself that we don't want to go into our days right now, particularly in this time, Especially but any time, yes. without that armor on, without our heads on straight. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I know it was written for this season. Because Mm -hmm. exactly what you just said, the heaviness you felt because the heaviness I've been feeling because of just so much that's going on in society. So much crazy. Yeah. It's just like, Lord, I don't know that I can listen to this anymore. I know. The deception. Yeah. It's just a lot. Right. It is a lot. And I just heard on the way over here, the color blue is not going to be for boys and pink for girls. (laughs) What's not like like, a law. They're going to tell people they can't do that. I know. It's just, I can't take it anymore. I it's gotten so absurd. That it you, is absurd. You really just feel like you're living in some kind of <laughs> insane world. Okay, what's happening? All right, another book <laughs> that has really helped me a lot too. It's a book called Words to Pray By, mm. and it's available on Amazon or on the author's website. Her name is Wanda Alger, A-L-G-E-R. And it's divided up into all these different sections and topics like family stuff, even prayers for our nation. And she's got a scripture, and then she's got a short prayer with every scripture. So you're essentially praying so the scripture. Good. 
It's awesome. I don't want to do a lot of commercials on here for books, but this has been a great tool for me. That is so good. Sometimes you just don't know how to, no, pray. How to pray. It's gotten right. so insane like that, yes, that you just yes. mentioned, that you don't even know where to begin no, right. really to pray. And this is a wonderful resource. Both awesome. of these books. Wonderful. So, that was awesome. I like stuff like that. I really do. Yeah, it helps. It helps you. You're not doing rote prayers. I mean, it could become that way, but just helped to launch yes. me. Absolutely. In prayer yep, on yep, all yep, these yep, different yep. things. Okay. Yes. And that has nothing to do with what we're going to really talk about. <laughs> I feel like we ought to sing Jingle Bells or something to get into the spirit here. I actually did hear Jingle Bell Rock on my way over. Yes. So Thanksgiving is history now, which yes. I can't believe. I know. In my head, it should still be August or September. Yeah, I'm always way behind in my brain. <laughs> but we are getting into December now. Yes. And so we wanted to focus on some Christmassy type topics, yes. but still deep, meaty stuff. And yes. Luann has had some opportunities recently to speak to a couple of different groups. Mm-hmm. And so she has prepared lots of great material. And if you've listened to us very long, you know that the one thing I don't ever do is fly blind. <laughs> I always come armed with my bullet points and God is teaching me through land how to fly by the seat of my pants. It's not that. No, I mean, she's got lots of notes, but I don't, I don't know where we're going with this. That is great for you to say that because I was taught so many years ago by a preacher who was an evangelist uh-huh. and I'd go to all those meetings and I traveled with him and his wife and that's my first mission trip and all that. He taught you how to be ready in season and out of season. Mm-hmm. He taught you how to listen to the Holy Spirit. So even though I'll come here sometimes with just the littlest of notes, uh-huh. no one would ever know that. That's and I I'm know you doing. can do it. She, we laugh because she does come with the bullet points and I have bullet points. I always do, but I don't study it as deeply. And it's once we get here and sit down, it all just comes to me. And so that's just how want, it works. I want that kind of brain. <laughs> Think but it's the training. You need to have an intensive conference for people like me. <laughs> Maybe it's like right side, left side brain thing. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what it is, but today, folks, <laughs> you're in for a treat because I really had no idea what to prepare for here. So yes. I do have some stuff, but I had no idea if it was going to go along with her stuff. It's going so to. So it's going to be gonna fun. fit right in. Yeah. We'll I know see what is. the Holy Spirit does. That's so, what the Lord does. Take it away. Okay. When we were talking about coming into the holiday season, especially the Christmas season, I was asked, and actually one of the churches I went to was one that Marianne asked if I would take that because it was something that they had asked her yeah. and she wasn't able to do. Or... Praise God for Luann. <laughs> I love this. I, I love yeah. speaking. I do. And, and they loved you. So I'm just going to go ahead and share. But the first thing I was thinking of, what was it like for Christmas, the anticipation for Christmas for you as a kid? I feel like the anticipation was always the best part of it. It was the best and the worst. Yes. (laughs) It was magical. I Mm -hmm. loved the decorations. I loved the little, the neighborhood we lived in. Everybody would have electric candles in their windows and just all of it. I I absolutely loved it. And I can remember it would kind of come to a crescendo, of course, on Christmas Eve. and. I was so hard to go to sleep and I would wake up constantly wondering if it was early enough to get up or (laughs) late enough to get up, I guess, really. I think the earliest we ever got up was at four, my brother and I. I would stand there and I would think, Santa's been here. We had a (laughs) two-story house, so I was upstairs. Sometimes if I got up in the middle of the night, I'd think, he could be down there right now. (laughs) And what about your boys? 
it was it anticipation for them for oh, how I'm you sure prepare it was. for it? Yeah. yeah, we did all the stuff, the church things and the little kid church programs uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. decorated. We yes. we did all the kind of same stuff I did growing up. Well, yeah. I think that's what's so good. Well, there were six of us kids. And so the anticipation, like my mom, <laughs> one thing about my mom, and I'll say this so much, mom, I know you'll listen, so I'll tell you to, is she loves little kids. I mean, to this day, she's phenomenal with little ones. So we're all little. Our anticipation just kept growing. <laughs> Santa like Claus, wild though. little puppies. <laughs> well, even though we, we grew up, obviously, knowing Jesus, but Santa Claus was used the whole year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so you're always thinking, oh, Santa's not going to do this. Santa's not going to do that. <laughs> but I remember so clearly, even to this day, we had a two-story as well. So we would be at the top of those steps, so excited. Mm-hmm. I mean, five girls and a boy, and just all excited. And my mom would go, he was here, he was here. And I, I guess mom and dad waited until they got themselves situated. And then they're like, come on down. And so we would run down, and we all scream. And my mom would direct which pal was who, yeah. you know, and all that kind of stuff. How they afforded it on the salary that my father made. Honestly, we had the most wonderful Christmas. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much money you have. Yeah, that's right. It depends on how your parents made it special. My mom always made us sing happy birthday to baby Jesus. So all that anticipation, okay, that we all could talk about, I felt the Lord just showed me the anticipation of the 400 years mm-hmm. when God went silent from the end of the Old Testament to when Jesus arrived. That was 400 years. Mm-hmm. And those people anticipated. I was saying to women when I was speaking, if I hear God go silent and he's been silent on me, I just said it to a friend the other day. I said, you know, and for some reason he's really silent right now. And it's been about two months. Explain that if someone doesn't okay. really get what you're saying. Okay. Usually when I'm praying and have a need, uh-huh. he usually answers in some way. I'll get an answer. Right at well, the time you're praying. within that a couple of days, okay. that answer would come or a confirmation of some kind would come. And maybe he is giving me confirmations, but they're not the full understanding of something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, Lord, you are really working on my faith. Is it the kind of thing where all of a sudden it just plops into your mind? If I would ask him about the ministry. Lord, is this something you really want me to do? I will continue. I would always ask him it every year. Mm -hmm. Do I continue on or are we done? And there's just this unusual silence that I have not known before. I'm like, okay, we're almost at the end of the year and there are some decisions that have to be made in January. Uh And I'm like, where are you and why the silence? It can be deafening, but what it has done, there is a piece that I have and I do not have my answers. When we have to use our faith, because he would answer and then build our faith and then answer and build our faith and answer and build our faith. Now he's going a little bit quiet and you're like, okay, are we done? Okay. Now what am I going to do? I mean, all those things start to go in my head. And then I thought, could you just be quiet (laughs) for at least the next week? And I just came up with this on my seven hour drive to my Thanksgiving destination. And I just thought, could you just be in his presence, Lou, and you don't need your answer yet. We haven't even gotten into December, but I thought, you know what? It's okay. Could you just be okay with just being with him? A pastor once told me that, well, actually he wasn't just telling me, it was in his sermon. Yes. When you don't know what God is telling you right now Mm -hmm. or what to do right now, Mm -hmm. and you feel that way you just described, go back and do the last thing you know he told you to do. Well, I don't even know what that was. (laughs) So when, well, when you, but, but you would know it's to spend time in his word. It's continue. Well, that's to just, what he said. Yes. Be faithful be, to do yeah. the things you know to do. Yeah. 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 
because I wouldn't know. Yeah. I forget that my glasses are on the top of my head, you know, <laughs> let alone what God might have said the last thing like months ago. But I, I just feel like that's where that anticipation, I can't deal with it for a couple of weeks to a couple of months, mm-hmm. let alone 400 years is a very long time of silence of God. Oh, yeah. They depended on the prophets. Yes. And that's what you're talking about, the silence. There were no yes, prophets there were no prophesying. Prophets. No. And so when you realize these people were always dependent on a prophet for God to raise up somebody to tell them what God was saying. Yes. Because they yes. didn't have what we have. No. That would be a desperate feeling. And so that's where the buildup of the anticipation that when Christ came, they're like, it's him. Yeah. Like that awe that those shepherds had, the awe of the star, the awe, he he came. And even before that, oh, please with go. John the Baptist, yes, yes, yes. again, I didn't know what Luann was going to be talking about, but God was taking me yesterday into the first mm-hmm. chapter of Luke, yes. the chapter before the Christmas chapter yes, that we yes. always read. One of our pastors preached on Sunday about the story with Zacharias and Elizabeth. My favorite. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's awesome. And I was reading about the 400 years mm-hmm. of silence. This is how oh. God weaves this thing together. <laughs> and how one of the things that it said about Zechariah, he was described like this. Well, actually, both of them, it says they were both righteous in the sight of God, mm-hmm. walking blamelessly in all the commandments and requirements of the Lord. So here you have this yes. couple. Yes. They were childless. Yes. They were old. Yes. He was a priest. Yes. And his number came up mm-hmm. to to do this sacrifice of mm-hmm. incense in the temple. Mm-hmm. And that was like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. The, yes. The priests, they drew lots. And there were a lot of priests. So if you got picked, it was like this really big deal. Yes. So God just orchestrated everything mm-hmm. so that Zechariah would be there in, in yeah. the Holy of Holies offering yeah. up this incense to him, and the angel Gabriel came to him. I feel like this story is kind of overlooked sometimes. Yes, yes. Because what really broke the silence was when God granted them a baby. Yes. <laughs> so the Elizabeth good. became mm-hmm. pregnant. That I like so much about that story because you could do a whole sermon. Oh, and on the that baby story. was John the Baptist, the ba- by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot to say that part. Yes. I mean, the forerunner. He was the first prophet. Yes. After that four hundred year silence, yes. telling them he's coming, get ready. Mm-hmm. That was his mission to That's prepare right. their hearts. That's right. right. And I love the fact that when it said they were old, there's a version that says they were very old. Very old. I, God again is using. I mean, we always talk about Abraham and Sarah. He used it again. Yes. In the New Testament, people that were old, way past childbearing years, and actually, that's a little terrifying to well, me. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but the nice part, yeah. but the good part about it is that's how God works. I mean, yeah. just in the miraculous. Mm-hmm. And we never know when something can just, that's where the hope comes in. Because that's why nothing should be hopeless. Yeah. Every day of their lives just went on as a normal day. Yes. Until all of a sudden, in their old, old age, yes. boom. Thing. Elizabeth says in that one verse, because I'd studied so much of all these women that were barren for so long, Elizabeth says that the Lord had taken away her reproach mm-hmm. because she was barren. That was so looked down upon. And here's uh, Zacharias. I love the fact that the Lord puts him silent. Mary questions about being pregnant. I've never been with a man. And he's like, well, you know, the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you. And Zachariah says, I don't know, how could this possibly be? And, the, and Gabriel says, because you questioned me, you're not speaking until that child arrives. 14-year-old questions. Mm-hmm. And God's like, it's okay, honey. You know what? You're going to bear this child. The Holy Spirit's going to come upon you. But when Zachariah asks, Gabriel says, you know what? 
you're going to be mute. It's for... almost like you should know better, dude. <laughs> yeah. You're a priest. You're seasoned. And <laughs> he's in the Holy of Holies. He sees the angel Gabriel. And then he's well, like. Well, it says he was afraid. And this is this is all building up to a, this message because this is so good. Because it's all about hope. Gabriel, who we understand is a very big angel. It's right. not like somebody just walking in and saying hi. He's not a fat baby no, with a bow and arrow. No, not in the least. <laughs> yeah. And so this is a massive angel. Every time something happened with an angel appearing. Everybody fell on their face. Well, the shepherds. And the shepherds fell. In the fell. Christmas story. Yes. Yeah, so, I saw a bunch of them. Yeah, so mm-hmm. everybody falls yeah. on their face out of sheer reverence and fear mm-hmm. that, oh my gosh, what is this? We're talking about anticipation. Yes. Zechariah's prophecy that he gave about John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. This must have been at his dedication okay. in the temple. Soon after, yes. Right, after the baby, after, after John the Baptist was born, because mm-hmm. there's a phrase in here. This is like one of my favorite verses. I know I always say that. To me, if I had to pick a Christmas verse, this would be it, even though it's not... Yeah a normal Christmas verse. But let me just read you what Zechariah prophesied about his baby son. It says, And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give his people the knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. And this is the verse I love so much. It says, Because of the tender mercy of our God, with which the sunrise from on high will visit us. Mm-hmm. And that sunrise is capitalized. Oh, nice. So it's talking about Jesus. Yes. To shine on those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. That is so good. Just that phrase, because of the tender mercy of our God, with which the sunrise <laughs> from on high will visit us. The whole idea of that Jesus is our sunrise. Mm-hmm. He is that. That light breaking out in this darkness. Yeah, so good. Still. No, still. I mean, he broke into my darkness yesterday mm-hmm. with his presence yes. and his word and his promises. So uh, it wasn't just that he was a one-time no. sunrise. No, in no. Just in general, this is what Christmas is about, right. that the sunrise is for those who sit in darkness in the shadow yes. of death. That is and so it, good. And you combine it with that 400 years that these people had been in, yes. where they heard nothing from God, then all of a sudden, <laughs> boom. <laughs> you know. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. no, yeah, really. And when you were just saying that, when I was driving back from my trip uh, for Thanksgiving, it, it was cloudy and the sun was trying to peek through. And I remember saying out loud to the Lord, you have never not had the sun rise Ever. Yes. So and I said, even though I can't see it, it's there. And it's given us light out here through the clouds. Mm-hmm. And even if I can't see and it. Warmth. And warmth. Mm-hmm. His light is like the sun, and the sun never stops appearing. Yeah. That's how much we can trust him of always being there when we need him. Because mm-hmm. he's always there. When you think about creation and how he's in everything, mm-hmm. that's the piece of creation that that is, he is always there. We're walking at a very cloudy day today, mm-hmm. but that sun is shining. It's above the clouds. Yep. And that's exactly And it's who the he thing is. that enables us to live. That's right. Just the way Jesus en- enables to us to live spiritually. Absolutely. Yes. But the fact that things were dark during those 400 oh, years, very, very. and they never knew whether God would ever speak to them I again. And Could you imagine them thinking, what in the world? I wonder if they were thinking, gosh, if we would have just stayed repented. Because the you end know, of Malachi is a warning. Yes, it is. Okay, yes. This is when the curtain went down. Then <laughs> for 400 years of silence, God was angry. Yeah. Their culture had gone through all kinds of stuff. I had written down all the different countries that had conquered Israel during that time. Let's see, the Medo-Persians, the Greeks, the Egyptians, the Syrians, and then the Romans in wow, this 400 yeah, years. 
And in the course of that, the people just got, they just got tired. I think they were tired of being conquered all the time. And the temple worship continued, but said the priests, it was a lot of politics involved. Don't we know that? Sounds kind of familiar. Yes. And and the people were just discouraged and they would wander away off into these pagan Mm -hmm. beliefs and kind of mix that with what they did, with what what God wanted them to do. And and so not all those people survived those 400 years, correct? Yeah. Right. No, they didn't live they, that they, long. They didn't live that long. No. People lived and died yeah. and never, never, never saw that. Never saw. Yeah. So it yeah. would be easy to wander away, which can still happen to us when we feel like God is silent and we aren't diligent to stay in His Word and do the things we know to do. I think when we feel heavy-hearted, like you felt yeah. yesterday, I think when we feel heavy, somewhere we have Wandered. believed something else. Yes, and or, not or given it too much attention. Yes, or or really use that filter of truth. Yeah, to to get the right perspective on that's it. Right. Yeah. No, we, that's good. We can't really avoid all the depressing news that's out there, but it's important to do what I wasn't doing, which was to yeah. get my perspective back. Of wait a minute, God's in control. No, I get it. Yeah. Now, do you have anything to add to that? Because we're running out of time, and we, I want to emphasize the hope that we have in the holiday, mm-hmm. and that as we're listing all of the things that have happened prior to, we just kind of set the tone. Ah. We just totally set the stage. I entitled this thing Holiday of Hope. Mm-hmm. And that no matter how any of us are feeling, no matter what our circumstances are saying, because one thing we all know for certain, since 2020, we have all felt this thing. Everybody has felt something that has changed or wobbly in some part of their walk and some part of their life, mm-hmm. their kids' lives, their lives, the financial life, the crisis that we are dealing with, with gas and food. And we're all feeling all of this in some manner, but there's so much hope there is. and because of Christ and because of what we're about to celebrate. And we don't have to feel hopeless. You know what it reminds me of? What popped into my head? It's like the Wizard of Oz. (laughs) What we've just described is that black and white part at the beginning when the tornado comes. And what we're going to talk about next week is like her stepping out of that house and all of a sudden it's color. It's all color. I love when that happens. You just wait for that. And that's what Christmas is. That the veil would be removed. That's like a veil. You know, their eyes were veiled, black and white. Dark and and gloomy and hopeless. You know what? Can No, we're not going to do that. Never mind. I was going to say, can we read that scripture to end this? Because it's so good. And then start okay. the next one with it. Oh, sure. I want to end with this and then okay. start the next one this with it. This was a, a This a is so good. the Lord actually pointed out to me through that Wanda Alger book that I just yes. mentioned. And I know I've read this. I don't even know how many times. I love the book of Isaiah, yes. right? So this is a prophecy that Isaiah gave about Jesus. And if you're thinking in terms of if you're a believer— if you have placed your faith in what Jesus did to pay for your sins, then you have the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So this description I'm getting ready to read you about Jesus also applies to Christians, to believers, because we have the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. That puts it in a a really cool light. All right, so it's um, Isaiah 11, verses 2 and 3, and it says, The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him, talking about Jesus, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and strength, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord, and he will not judge by what his eyes see, nor make a decision by what his ears hear. Oh, so good. Yep. That is so good. All right. So we'll leave you with that scripture, Isaiah 11, verses 2 and 3. Look it up on your own. Yes. Put it on a three by five card. Absolutely. Yes. And then we'll see you next week. 
Thanks for joining us today. If this podcast encouraged you, it might encourage someone else too. So please share it and share some hope.